inside the dugout, part of Diamond Time here on ESPN Radio Missoula. This week, visiting with the manager of the Missoula Paddleheads, Michael Schlack. We're visiting here in the Electric City, Great Falls, bringing you to this actually on the final day, officially, of the first half of the 2023 Pioneer League season. Paddleheads have already done the heavy lifting, claiming their third consecutive first-half pennant, claiming a playoff berth come September, also claiming their fifth consecutive half, also in the Pioneer League, something that's only been done once in the 80-plus year history of the Pioneer League. Michael Schlack here visiting with us to break down that first half. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Yeah, of course. No, man, when you say it like that, it's, um, it's really special. And I think the cool part is that it's a testament to the team, not just the team this year, but the team the year before and the team in 21. Uh, obviously, the team in 21, you know, we won a championship. Last year we were runner-up. This year we have high hopes and expectations again, but um, really just a blessing. I mean, the, the, the city of Missoula, you know, working for, for, the, for Peter and Susan – working alongside Matt and Kim and the rest of the front office, as you know, I mean, amazing people. And it Absolutely. Make, yeah, and it makes it, like, really fun to show up to work every day in the offseason when I get to connect with them, you know, virtually and everything else. It's just great. It's a ton of fun, and, and what, a, what a squad we have, what a team. But I think the biggest part is that it's just – it's fun all the way around, right? Like, you show up to the park, and Sammy B's doing his thing, and the stadium is always rocking, and – I mean, there's no better place to play, really. It's, And these guys know it, and, and I know it, and it's fun. So uh, really, really awesome. It was sure clear to see after that win on Thursday night that this club likes to have fun with one another. Now, you mentioned it right before the mayhem started to not take these celebrations for granted, even though you've been a part of a number of them over the years. But where did that one rank up there in your mind in terms of celebration we had? John LaRosa up there, fist pumping away. Cody yeah. Thompson leading the charge. Myself was caught doing I something saw, in a video. I saw Stone that. Cold Steve Austin, who, who knows? My, you know. Listen, my wife showed me that, Jeff. She showed me. <laughs> she said, have you seen Jeff? Look at this. And I was like, wow, what a party animal. No, it was, it was, <laughs> hey, I think the cool thing is that every time it's new and fresh and fun, right? Like, And, and you really don't know when your last one is. Um this is my 20th year in professional baseball. Uh, prior to coming to Missoula, it was sporadic, you know, um, in in regards of like winning and <clears throat> had, right. ne- had never won a championship. Yeah, I remember. I remember learning that after yeah. that championship in Boise, you never won one. I yeah. believe the assistant coach, your assistant from that year, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Brown, it was also his yeah. first championship. Yeah, and you know the cool thing about Bobby and I is that Bobby, uh, like I played for him in my last year playing. And I retired in his office, and he called me in to coach. Um, and he wow. said, you'd be good at it. You want to give it a try. And my, my coaching career started with and because of Bobby Brown. And so that was like a special moment for us, um, you know, in 21. But, but, man, they all rank number one. I mean, they're all different, right, because you got right. different players. I mean, we have our core that's been here from the beginning. But I mean, anytime you get to spray champagne on each other and watch guys have a good time, you know, it's number one. Um, it's fun for me, you know, to watch them more fun for me to watch than it is to actually do it because you're watching lifetime of memories happen you know you're watching guys realize you know like realize something uh that they've worked hard to do no matter what level of professional baseball you're in to be able to win and spray champagne on each other is so much fun so uh, definitely a good time and you really got after it that was fun 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the. I guess. I guess the word of. I guess you could say approval from yeah. Paddleheads manager Michael Schlack as we visit here on Inside the Dugout. Segment brought to you by Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com/upgrademontana to see all of the best trucks in all of the Pacific Northwest. And you started to touch on that. I I mentioned actually on the broadcast this observation about that celebration how you and team president matt ellis just kind of sat on the outside and just kind of watched all these young guys like i specifically saw rookie austin dill he specifically seemed like he was having the time of his life his first year in pro ball what a cool experience for a young guy like that yeah absolutely um you know matt and i were, were we were reflecting really you know we were sitting back there and we were talking about how hard it is to win we were talking about how crazy independent ball is and that you have to find your own players, make it work, mesh a group of 25 guys from all over the country and world and get them all pulling on the same side of the rope, you know. And and when you're able to do those things and accomplish uh, something like we did and like we've been doing, um, you can't take it for granted. So that was like a moment of reflection for us. Matt and I talk multiple times every single day in and out of season. I mean, I can confidently say we've spoken over the last three years, like at least I would say we've got to be going well over a thousand days in a row. I mean, wow. you know, and, and it's one of those things where work on stuff in the winter, right? When it's cold for you guys that live in Missoula, when it's snowing, like for me, when it's mild, what you would consider mild, you know, it's 40 sure. something degrees and, and, but again, there's no baseball and you're sitting there saying like, is this going to work? You know, you start asking yourself these questions like, are these guys going to be able to do it? Do I have the pieces in place? Are we able to do this? Can we do that? And then you see it happen and you spray champagne and there's nothing left to do but reflect and let the guys who did it enjoy the moment. Now, last week on Inside the Dugout, we visited with your typically shortstop, McLean O'Connor, who's been here last three seasons. And I asked him, you know, it was right at the end of that Ogden series when we talked, and we asked him about how it felt in the clubhouse compared to the last two years. And in his mind, it felt like, from his perspective, that this year was more of a grind to the finish line. Guys were banged up, beat up Austin Bernard, Thomas DeBonville, both missed some time. League MVP Jason Newman has been out pretty much the last month, six weeks. Where has that been? more rewarding from your perspective to see this team still just push through all that yeah i mean when we start listing those like in addition to the ones you listed you know i think there's guys that have unspoken injuries you know sure like they're they're banged up but they're not saying anything like you guys have seen akins out there almost every day but he's you know he's banged up a little bit um you know we got some arms that are bent you know things like that i i mean i feel terrible for the guys that are hurt right but but what a what a compliment to the players that have stepped up around them and not let that deter them to say, yeah, we're missing this piece. We're missing that piece. This guy isn't able to be in there. That guy's hurt. You know, like your, your MVP from last year isn't here even. You know, he's he's right. getting checked out yet. There we are, right? We're in the same exact spot that we were in when we were all healthy. And, and again, I mean, that's what you want when you put a team together. You want, you want culture. Um, and a lot of times the culture and the – and the heart and the grit and the fight that these guys have means a lot more to me than a stat line. You know, what they've done, what their stats say, it's important. But who they are is more important, and that's why. That's a, that's a perfect example as to why you have to look at who the player is that you're bringing in more than just what they can do. 
visiting with Paddleheads manager Michael Schlack inside the dugout here ESPN Radio, part of Diamond Time. We'll take a break right now. This segment brought to you by Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com slash upgrade Montana to see trucks, trucks, and more trucks. We'll visit more with Michael Schlack after this. Keeping it rolling here inside the dugout, ESPN Radio with Paddleheads manager Michael Schlack. Right at the tail end of the first half, Paddleheads actually just as we record this on a Saturday about ready to play their final game of the first half before beginning the second half at Allegiance Field, Ogren Park next week. And this first half, a tough grind to the finish line, but this club definitely different in certain aspects from the last few seasons, still featuring a strong offense, but this pitching staff, you being a pitcher at the affiliated ball level, how rewarding has it been for you to see this, specifically the starting rotation, really just come together? It's been amazing. I mean, you know, you got to score runs, but you got to have pitching and defense to win. Um, and, you know, I think if you were to say over the last year or two, what is the, what is the weak spot of the Paddleheads? Uh, overall, I think you would say maybe the pitching staff. Um, you know, I, I think that we've gotten the, obviously we've gotten the job done, uh, but at the same time, you know, Peter Davis, Matt Ellis, and I all sat down at the end of last year and said, okay, what is it and where is it that we need to focus our attention? Um, you know, a couple different things came to our mind. One was, you know, replacing the, the offense that we lost. Um, another thing was versatility, um, you know, within our lineup and within our roster saying this guy should, you know, let's find people that can play outfield and infield, corner, who can catch, you know, the things that you see daily here. But Man, the pitching was was our focus, and um, so to watch that come together has been really fun. Um, and yeah, the starters have been giving us a lot of really good innings, um, and we've been turning it over to some good power arms, and it's been fun to watch. I mean, it makes makes my job and our job a little easier when you know that guys are going to run out there and battle for you. Um, but baseball is baseball, you know. You, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. That doesn't really define you. But but man, they've been they've been able to to really come together and and they've been building off each other which is fun you know they've been they've been saying i'm doing this how about you and they've been passing the baton now another factor i feel with this club that's been interesting is a little bit more of a larger body of work for one of these players but there's been a few players that in the last year or two and one in the last couple of weeks that's been added to the roster that had some had a 10-year end in a way that they weren't proud with. Talking about Patrick Chung, who was released by the Idaho Falls Chuckers after a short time, but Ryan Cash, who played over 90-plus games, was signed a few weeks ago, played 90-plus games with the Glacier Range Riders. They came in here with a chip on their shoulder, with something to prove. Where do you think this culture in the clubhouse that you mentioned of being grinders and working together helped guys out like Chung and Cash? <clears throat> Well, they're they're culture setters in their own right, really. I mean, the thing about that is when you do your homework and you have time to talk to a guy, you realize, okay, he will fit, right? And those are guys that fit. And they're not just guys that fit. They're guys that integrate immediately into a winning culture and immediately into a fun team because they both love to have a good time. They're great teammates, but they also love to win and they know how to win. And so, you know, bringing a guy in like that, um, is a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it absolutely makes you play with a chip on your shoulder. I mean, you know, I think that it's fun to watch them play, watch them prove themselves, watch them do things 
that a previous team maybe said they couldn't do or thought they couldn't do anymore. And, and that's motivating for some guys. You know, there's some people that when they get told no, they shut down and they quit. There's other people that when they get told no, they say, well, I'm going to prove to you that you were wrong. And I'm going to show you what I can do. And I think those are two guys that you're seeing that with. Visiting with the Paddleheads manager, Michael Schlack, the final day of the first half of the 2023 Pioneer League season, part of Diamond Time inside the dugout ESPN Radio. Now, getting off the diamond just a hair, off the field you are a guy that's pretty well-spoken, a guy that is also very involved on social media with over 25,000 followers on Twitter. Where did that all kind of come about, you getting involved on Twitter, and where did you start to get your following? So Twitter actually came out in 08 or around then. Sure. And I was with the Rangers at that time, and and one of the people uh, that that worked for Twitter or that they sent out to kind of, like, let people know about it um, was there, um, you know, telling us about it and saying it's cool for athletes to hop on here. This is what we're all about. Uh, My brother-in-law was on it already, and I just kind of was like, oh, this could be cool. So I started – tweeting like that year um and just kind of i've i've kind of gone from thing to thing on there like in regards of what i wanted to do at first you know my thing was like i'm just gonna have a good time and you know i did i wrote like a couple blogs for mlb and things like that and so it was promoted on there you know and then it shifted over to just like the day in the life of like what it looks like to be a minor leaguer Uh, and then once i started coaching and up until now i kind of I kind of tweet things that I wish I would have heard or the things that I want coaches to hear or want players to hear, you know, truths that I've found to be true in this game that I'm not sure people know about, uh, or even if they do, maybe they need to hear it again. Um, and it just, you know, just to be a motivating, uplifting, positive voice and, uh, to be honest, an overwhelmingly negative platform. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sure. You know, so if I can, if I can shift that, culture a little bit on there even if it's just one or two things a day that's what i've been trying to do and i I enjoy my time and the people i've connected with yeah and that's totally seeing what you've tweeted that's kind of the vibe i get from it as well is quite honestly you talked about sitting in december you know middle of missoula montana there's snow on the ground it's gray it's cold sometimes i would just log on to twitter and say what schlack got to say today have some funny picture or a positive message and the one thing that you also do on Twitter quite a bit is you focus a lot on youth sports and you being a father of two boys obviously it makes sense that you would focus on youth sports but especially with Montana being a place where youth baseball is kind of starting to grow especially with high school baseball just being introduced this past year where do you feel is the biggest thing you see in youth coaching right now that you like and what do you see that you dislike I mean this could be a whole nother segment for right. us, you know? Um, but I think the biggest thing, number one, is that baseball is an amazing platform to learn life lessons at the youth level, right? It's not about winning. And I think the biggest thing that I see that really irks me is that they are all, these. there's a lot of coaches that are all about winning at the youth level. And what ends up happening when you do that is that you end up, like, it's all about you as the coach. You know, like, we won this. You say we. Like, we won this. We did this. We did this. But you're really talking about yourself. And look what I did as a coach, right? Right. Instead, the things that I see that are amazing in youth sports are the, are the guys and the, and the ladies that can integrate, like, life lessons into the game, right? So you fail. Okay. What can we learn from this? How does it apply to baseball? And how does it apply to life? 
Because at the end of the day, the percentage of people that get to play professional baseball, the, the percentage of people that even get to play college baseball is really small. And so you might as well begin early and start saying, what can I learn from this that'll suit me and help me for the rest of my life, whether you know, I'm a parent or what job I have or, or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of why I like to, to talk and tweet about it. Um, that's why I like to send messages to coaches and connect with coaches and help them see that. But at the end of the day, you know, that selfishness of saying, look at my rings and trophies and look at my record and look at all that stuff. That's what I don't like. But the coaches that say, hey, it doesn't matter that we lost this, right? Like, I'm going to shift my priorities and say we lost the tournament, but we won technically because we learned. And we learned life lessons. We learned and we got better. And the next time out, we're going to apply those things. And I think that's wonderful in youth sports. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, to be quite honest, I was a piss-poor baseball player growing up, but I still have great memories of riding around with the teams and had was on some pretty good Little League teams, so kind of got to sit on the bench and watch some cool runs through tournaments and those sorts of things. But, but you're right, and you've even said it to your players that, hey, it's just baseball at the end of the day, and you should just focus on having fun. And it's been cool to see you integrate that with the paddleheads as well, because one thing, if you've seen videos on social media or other content, you surely do have some fun with the guys in the clubhouse. Yeah, I love it. And and it would make me a really, really big hypocrite if I tweeted about this and preached it but didn't live it. Uh, and that's what I'm trying hard to do every day, personal life and in baseball, is work on walking what I talk, you know? And so, yeah, like having a good time at the pro level is possible. Having a Having a job that's baseball and that you know, in, in fewer words, is cutthroat, so to speak. Like, can you still enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Can you still develop, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Can you still um, really, at the end of the day, have a good time and remind them that it is just baseball no matter what? Yes, you can. And if nothing else, that's what I'm loving doing here. And um, I don't know. It's been fun to watch how that can actually lead to winning games at the end of the day. Paddleheads manager Michael Schlack with us here on Inside the Dugout. One last question for the Paddleheads skipper, and we'll get him on his way to get ready for this ball game opposite the Great Falls Voyagers. Now you got the second half coming up. Ogden Raptors will be a big challenge right out of bed. The Southern Division champs from the last three years. Cash Beecham, former first round first overall, and yep. MLB pick, a guy you know pretty well, both being Georgia guys. That will be a challenging series. Then also, 12 games against the Glacier Range Riders, who finished second in the second half. So where do you think the challenges will come from the second half versus what you faced in the first half? I don't think it's any different, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, and, and i got to be honest, our goal for the second half is to win the second half. You know? Um, right. We show up every day uh, with this level of excellence saying we're going to win. We want to win every game we can play. It's not possible, obviously, but we want to. And, yeah, Ogden's a big test. Cash is a great friend, a really close friend and a mentor of mine. And, and at the same time, though, like, yeah, that's going to be a test. That's a potential, like, you know, playoff contender, like, sure. in, in regards to who we could play, like, for real. And so, you know, we got to line up against that. We got to see what we got. You know, Glacier's a great ball club, you know. The, you, you've seen what they've done in the first half. And so we want to go up against them and, and play hard and beat them, you know, because they're a good team. So all of these tests and the teams that we're playing, um, we have to win these games because we want to win these games. But also, when your goal is to win the second half, that's what you got to do. So we're looking forward to seeing Glacier, looking forward to seeing Ogden, uh, not only because it's fun to play these guys, but also because it is 
a second half contender it's a second half foe and our goal remains the same to win as many halves as we can so paddle its manager michael schlack just about ready to begin the second half trying to do something that has never been done in pioneer league history with six consecutive halves for the missoula paddleheads thanks schlack for coming on for a few minutes this has been presentation of inside the dugout here on espn radio